Hey, I'm Bailey. I'm Michael. And I'm David. And welcome back to the Facing the Gates podcast. Uh, last week, you heard an interview with Pastor Kendall at uh, St. John's United Methodist Church. And this week, we went to the service, and uh, it was pretty neat. It was definitely... I think this is probably going to be more of a an interesting conversation for you guys because this is the church that you guys grew up in, and you haven't been in like how long, like a decade or something. The last time I had stepped foot in that church was 2014, once my grandfather had passed. All right, so, so seven it, years for you. How about you, David? He, he was yeah. yeah, he was there. Oh, okay. Well, the last time like I attended the church was probably 2012. Okay. So and a hot minute. Hot minute and different pastor and everything. Yeah. Same church, though. <clears throat> so, uh, I will... Let's, let's talk about the architecture, I guess. It's it's new to me, because I've never been in a Methodist church, but you guys, it's like full of nostalgia. It, it's what harpened my love of old church buildings. Yeah, it's it's a nice... It's a beautiful church. When it, was it When was it built again? Like 1845, at least, because it's part of the historical society. Uh-huh. So it has the plaque. It's like 1845 to okay. something, Michael. at least on that plaque. So that's what I'm guessing. I, I, I'm looking it up. Michael's but... doing a fact check for us. Um, when, so when you walk in, if if anybody knows um, how Methodist churches are, they're they're very they have that iconic like um, wall straight up, and then the ceiling goes to a point, and it it kind of just. Um, that kind of boat arch. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, a lot of churches do that, but yeah. Methodists, like, I don't know, the, the the outside structure of the church is very, like, unique to Methodism. To quote uh, the SE Picture Project, the Sanctuary of St. John, which was completed in 1848, has survived for over 165 years with little repair work needed. There is also a sister Baptist church that was built but was burned down in remodeled in a modern way okay so it's part of one of two churches from when graniteville was brought forth into the industrial revolution because it's a mill town okay and yeah but that going there as a child really harpened my love for old buildings because it's got the high ceilings the exposed rafters Mm -hmm. dark wood staining on top of for the top rafters, the white wall going halfway down. Yeah. There's also a secondary seating spot up on top uh-huh. for the back over the, uh, what, what's the high church term for the entrance? The, um, the nave, the nave or oh, the entrance. Yes. The entrance, the narthex, the narthex. So over the narthex is a secondary seating, which is above. Mm-hmm. And then do they use high church language or, or no? Would they call it the sanctuary or would they call it the nave? I honestly, both? off the top of my head, I cannot remember. Okay, that's but fine. I haven't. I've been looking into other Christian Christian denominations and traditions. I need uh-huh. to do a little more touching up on Methodism. Okay, but obviously, like old like old churches, it is structured like a cross. As we notice, there's three entrances. Mm-hmm. There are. Kind the, of on the two sides of the cross, and then one at the bottom. Yep, is like the front door. Yep, and you have your pews, and then you have um, it was the the floor was hardwood, and then they had like a red carpet, I think, going yeah, down some, the middle mm-hmm. to the altar. Um, we sat in the back, so I didn't 
maybe see all the specific little details, but they had like the the flags they had like American flag and South Carolina flag and the Christian flag and there was another flag and know what it was maybe it's like a Methodist flag I'm yeah I sure. want to say it is a Methodist flag um, we could now we could be mistaken yeah it might be might be wrong sorry and then, yeah, but <clears throat> there's the original windows on the side which are done kind of in a diamond pattern mm-hmm. with small panes of glass instead of one large sheet yeah and there there's modern conveniences like AC. It was yeah. very comfortable in there. Yeah. A lot different than when I was a kid. All right, that AC was 50% when I was a little one. <laughs> um, and yeah. There's been some things that have kind of brought it more modern. Like, I feel like Kindle is accepting of technology like that. Mm-hmm. With the And there's two Bose speakers off the rafters that wore plenty for the size of the church and the acoustics to say because again it has the rounded back end going up to the ceiling the high ceilings everything kind of moves out yeah and over uh and then once you get up top to your left hand side there's a grand piano yeah which i i think that might be the first time there was like a real grand piano not electric bass one okay I, I could be wrong looking back and remembering a church, but I want to say if that was the first like real grand piano with the long open top. Yeah. They had uh, the pipes on the walls mm-hmm. for the organ uh, the front at the front of the church uh, towards the altar. And then they had a couple of like golden crosses um, at the base of the altar. And then um, at the pulpit, you have your pulpit and then, they had the altar behind that, and then they had the stained glass windows behind that. Yep. Yeah, not huge stained glass, but nicely done. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the, it was a very quaint. Yeah, kinda. the main thing is with it being all open windows and everything, just natural light comes in, and also the uh, chandeliers. Did you notice? They were. Yeah, yeah, very, yeah, and yeah. On them. Those have been there for a while. If I remember, it's there's three symbols on the ones on the sides of the wall. One represents the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Uh, one's a diamond, which represents a star. One is the cross, and I can't remember what the third one is. Mm-hmm. But I I do remember that from a little little youngin, mm-hmm. and it's just a really quaint, antiquated building, but it's aged well. Yeah. In my opinion, and it's a, a classic church doesn't really go out of style. Yeah, yeah, and it's simple. Yeah, it, I don't mean this in a in a bad way, but it felt like when I was stepping in there, I was stepping into a different time period. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I I got that same feeling stepping into the Anglican church, uh-huh. and even to, and this speaks highly upon the Catholic church we went to, due to their very poignant. Uh, restoration and building mm-hmm. I felt like I was stepping into in the different time period stepping into Catholic Church too yeah it harpens back to those things and even a little bit with the Lutheran but I could see where Lutheran was a little bit modern with the styles of wood and stuff like that right but to me that kind of sets you away from modern correlations and allows you to step into a different place and in your head wrap that around with worship 
Yeah, so it's it's like a separate. You can tell it's a separate place from the outside world. And yeah, the buildings you would go into, like McDonald's or something, yeah. you know, or like a mega church. Because where, yeah. if say it's different type of things going on there, they have their community buildings or they have the little school. Yeah. So, what does the architecture kind of communicate to you guys when you go in there? What do, what vibe does it give you? What does it make you think of? Uh, part partially history, yeah. which you know that I'm very historical focused, mm-hmm. and kind of tradition in that history of this is how this is how they were built. This is why they were built like this, and this building has stood for this many years because of this and in spite of this. Yeah, My, and in the United States, that's a very old building. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. If you were to go to like somewhere in Europe, they'd be like, "Oh, well, that was built like yesterday." Yeah, yeah they but, have like thousands of year old like. But they also had buildings there. for mm-hmm. thousands of years, right? Yeah, and yeah. it har- it harpens back to because there's a lot of in what in the area we live, a lot of people are either church shoppers or one church for life. Yeah, and there is no in between. <laughs> That's like the most people either they go to the same church because or, they go to the same church because they go to the same church or they're constantly changing. They're, yeah, they're constantly hopping between churches. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with either way, but <clears throat> you you can tell that this building has been used for over a century and appreciated. I, I think it's important because somebody could say, "Oh, well, aren't isn't that exactly what you guys are doing, church hopping?" Well, on some level, we're not really, quote unquote, shopping to figure out what's going to be our church home. We're going to learn, number one. And number two, uh, in the event that we decide to join a church uh, at some point, we would know what they believe and why. And that's, yeah. in my opinion, way more important than just going to church just to go. So in my mind, it's important to understand what you believe and why and go to a church that uh, that agrees with that don't go to a church just so that they can serve you so that they can so because you like what the pastor has to say yeah and i th- I think pastor kendall re- really put it well in his interview is take the consumerism out of church it's not there to yeah. serve you it's there for you to worship right and through that worship things can be done but it, that's not what it's there for. You don't go there and go, help, help, help. You go there and be thankful for what you have. And through that and through your faith, yeah, you can be helped. Yeah. I mean, and, obviously, you you know, if you're in need, they, yeah, they'll, they'll help you. But Obviously. Yeah. But you just don't go there when you have a problem. Yeah, don't. Yeah. Yeah. Don't use them, basically. Yeah. And... That's why I wanted to bring up there's nothing wrong with going to different churches if you are unsure because there there are some people who would theologically agree with some churches but resent the service. And having gone to a lot of different types of churches now, we can see a lot of the differences in both the worship style and the theology and... I mean, there's difference. They're they're not just like little things. There's yeah. there's really big differences between yeah. the groups. Like yeah. the Catholic 
church is very traditional, very methodical, very uh, ceremonial. Yeah. In a sense, like with the incense, with the blessing, <clears throat> mm-hmm. with the choir and all that, that's harpening back to a time that's past. Right. Where I say the new Bab- the mega church we went to, that's a very modern ideal. That's a very modern thing. Yeah. And I can see why each one would appeal to a certain set of people. Right. Yeah. And I see why certain types of services appeal to me. It's also been interesting seeing the demographics of people that attend the churches that we go to. And also the, a lot of that has to do with the demographics of the area. Of course, everybody, we all know that, but some churches you can see like massive age disparities. And you can see that they might need a breath of fresh air coming in. They might need something or somebody to help bring some life back into the church. Yeah. But you can also see where some have taken it too far in a sense. And of course, everyone goes to church for a different reason. But each service speaks to different people. Mm-hmm. Which is why I would never bash anyone for how they worship, but I don't I'm not necessarily going to agree with it. Yeah. But yeah, that's wrapping back to the original topic. That's kind of what uh walking in that church in my mind represents. Mm-hmm. And also it's nostalgic. That's where we laid our grandfather to rest. That's where my parents got married. It's where all these big life moments happened. Yeah. And so, granted, I'm going to be biased because that signifies something to me. But yeah. also, when I take myself out of perspective, I can see what the what the representation of the building is. Right. And the traditions through the building. Yeah. What does it communicate to you, David? Well, I mean, for like in the kind of a modern lens, pretty much exactly what Michael said. But like as a kid, it's like, a lot of that like historical and like this is something else mm-hmm. the because of how it's designed and kind of all the symbolism and whatnot it's because it's like oh yeah this is what churches are supposed to look like yeah because like um when we went to say like the youth group or awanas or and like looking at say that sanctuary, it's like this is different. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm at school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Versus when we, not not to cut in, but versus when we went into the older building, the smaller building, it was like, okay, this it inning of itself is different. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And granted, there were modern f- touches in that. Like when we went yeah. and interviewed him yesterday. Oh no, I'm talking about uh. At oh the other the other church our, building the church where we met yeah yeah the smaller church that eventually became the youth right area. yeah okay going yeah. in there signified something totally different than going across the street to yep. the same church yep and that that's why one reason I think we're we're all can probably in agreement with this I'm not a big fan of church in the boxes I'm not a big fan of overly modern churches doesn't signify anything it doesn't mean much when they all look the same and they sterile 
Well, they're sterile. White wagon. walls, maybe a few stained it, glass. You, it could feel like you're, you could go there to see any band you like or right. any college <laughs> speech instead of going there with one purpose. Yeah. Well, that's also, I mean, not to go off on a tangent, it's like um, going to, like, uh, say, an area that once had, like, lots of colors, lots of different communities that got gentrified. It's all the same, all kind of bland. Where, say, like, going to the Anglican church or this one or the Lutheran, there's something different about each one of them, but they mm-hmm. all have that kind of nice little nod to history. Yeah. And I really wish you could have gone to the Catholic one, David. Yeah. I, I mean, you, you didn't stop talking about it. You, you haven't stopped talking about it. <laughs> it's a beautiful building. Yeah. Yeah. And it means a lot when people take historical representation in the modern architecture. And there's nothing wrong with building a new church. But to me, there's something wrong with whitewashing it, in a sense. Stripping it of history. Yeah. And, and its and, representation. And, and, and symbolism. Yeah, because Christianity is a very symbolic religion. Yeah. People short sell that. I mean, me and Bailey are wearing Christian symbols currently. Yeah. It's a very... There's many layers to it. And that kind of gets washed away over time if we let it. Yeah, and it's not... The say like dog on like the small local churches that just happen to be a nice little box. Yeah. More power to you. But once you get to a certain point, it's like you can start to add that symbolism, start to kind of okay. like like the Anglican church. It started in someone's house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they got like a hand-me-down building, basically. Yeah. And yeah. they made it their own. Yeah. And that's that's beautiful. Just like the Catholic Church, they repurposed and refurnished, well, refurbished so much in there, and you can tell there there was care put into that. Yeah. And it's a new newer building, but there's still that history. There's still that love in there. Yeah. All right. Well, we've we've been rambling on yeah. Oh, yeah. on the buildings for a while. So, but um, pretty much, at, as I said, well, like being a, going in there as a child, like essentially. This is what church it looks like. This is, and this is somewhere that's supposed to be respected. Mm-hmm. Is kind of how its design kind of put on me. Yeah. And then the love of history and the wood and the little chandeliers and all that. Yeah. These, I mean, it's simple, but it's beautiful. Like, I mean, heck, I think there's a smoke detector up there, but you don't even notice because it's just there up high and unless you're looking up there you're not going to see it yeah so or or the speakers (laughs) yeah i guess um so that was kind of our impressions walking in and and what we thought of the building and it's good good to compare it to other buildings and Mm -hmm. and kind of contextualize that and the doors are all just kind of like with the ceiling where it reaches kind of arches up arches up the doors are the same way yeah so when we walked in, um, we met with your aunt, our great aunt. Yeah, yeah. Kind of well, sat towards aunt, the back with her. I I don't know exactly. We just yeah. always call her aunt. All right. Yeah. Um, and then once the service started, uh, 
I wonder if he's going to get upset if I've called him Pastor Kendall. He goes by Reverend Kendall. I don't, I'm sorry if, if I've done something wrong. I'm, to be I'm honest, sorry. he seems he's, like, like a really nice, cool care. person. Yeah. So I don't think he's going to care. <laughs> yeah. Hey, he just wanted us to call him Kendall <laughs> when right. we interviewed. Right. Um, I guess I'll just call him Kendall then. It sounds weird. Anyway. You um, can always use Mr. Mr. Reverend Pastor Kendall. Um, <laughs> Cover all your bases, kids. Right. <laughs> he did the welcome and announcements, and he he's very vibrant. He's very he uses energetic. A, uses like, a lot of gesticulations. Yeah, the way he was yesterday in the interview is exactly how he is like when he's speaking in front of the church. Yeah. Um, and then he, there was the invitation to worship, which was a song that was led by his wife. And so basically she sang like the, it's like a couple lines. She sang a lot that, and then we joined in with her. And then, then the third time the piano dropped out and it was just everybody's voice. So yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. It, it's kind of like a nice little warm up. And for that one, that harpens to uh, some of the other churches where the preacher would lead. Yeah. And then the congregation would come in. Yeah. So that's, I'm, I tie it in with that only because Kendall said it himself. I cut my mic off. <laughs> uh, yeah. I do one of these. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was a call to worship where um, I think this is uh, Kendall spoke this part, right? And yes. then we did a, the congregation responded. Then there was a hymn. Um. He read a scripture sentence, which was interesting, um, which was Matthew five fourteen, and would you like one of us to read that? Sure. All right, Matthew five fourteen. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. I just thought that was interesting that he just they they kind of threw in just one verse in in the middle of the service. Yeah. And obviously it flowed a little bit more than I'm explaining it now. Yeah. Um but that was that was interesting that he just kind of had that in there and then like next thing. Um then we recited the Apostles' Creed and the Gloria Patri. Yep, and wasn't the uh Apostles' Creed like the older because I re- saw Remember, it was like an abridged version of yeah, the Apostles' the, Creed. The abridged, but it's not necessarily the, a modern. Yeah, there's a because in like the hymn between. Yeah, there was in the hymn book there was the uh, traditional, and then there was the modern. Yeah, yeah, it was the traditional one in that hymn book. Yeah, well, there's there's both in the hymn book, yeah. but we said the shorter one. Um. Then they had uh, special music. It is well. Um, Kendall and his wife Evelyn. That, that's her name. Um, Kendall was playing acoustic and Evelyn was singing. And then, and then for the chorus, everyone joined in. Yeah, it was interesting because it was um, my old church that I went to would do this every now and then. They would have special music. They, they called it the same thing. Uh, basically, it was a performance by whoever they have for that week. But um, I mean, they're good. She's a good singer. He's a good guitarist. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what else to do. <laughs> yeah. It's better singing than we've got at some churches. Yeah. Yeah, some people don't know how to sing. Um, every, real quick, every, 
with the hymns, we've been at some churches where the hymns were a hot mess. Mm -hmm. Tone deaf and couldn't stay on tempo. Offbeat. Offbeat as all get out. This one, <laughs> this, were, they, a lot, they were a lot more on beat in, in tone overall. Yeah. Compared to some of the churches we've been to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, if you feel it, sing it. Yeah. Don't um, care if you can carry a tune, just do it. I care if you can carry a tune, but anyway. Uh, I will say, I think Kendall would disagree with me and you on that one. <laughs> but they were all on beat, and that that's impressive. Because yeah. some of them been a hot mess. <laughs> um, then there was the uh, pastoral prayer and Lord's prayer. Uh, he kind of gave us a moment of silence to... Kind of, it's kind of like a little meditation, and mm -hmm. then um, which some some people are afraid to say meditation. Well, it's because it, it has this like Eastern context. Yeah, yeah but when you look at but, uh, monks, no matter the yeah. religion, right? I mean, there's constant meditation. Everyone meditates. Yeah, so. yeah. And, and I, I, I'm just glad to hear that with some churches. He's like, yeah, now where it's been around forever. Yeah, yeah. and. I've noticed also in like a lot of the higher churches, mm -hmm. there is that moment to sit there and to recollect. Reflect, yeah. And I, I think that's very important instead of just jumping right in the prayer, like some churches do to sit there and to think and to clear one's mind. Yeah. Yeah. And I look in a lot of more contemporary churches that don't do that. And I think they should. Yeah. It kind of creates a more reverent atmosphere. Yeah. Um, so then he led the Lord's Prayer, and then they did the Offertory. Then there was the Doxology, Passing the Peace. What was that? You remember that? Cool. I don't remember if what I that was. If I remember, it's when, uh, <laughs> I'm guessing when everyone kind of... Oh, yeah. When, oh, when right, right. That was like a greetings thing. Yeah, Which congregate. Is weird. Okay, that's weird to me, because when I, at the church I grew up in, they would do announcements, and then they would do greetings. So it's like you would greet people like early on but this is like in the middle of the service like now you greet people that was a little weird to me yeah but and, i mean but you're like, also already even before like church officially yeah, starts. yeah i mean you're already greeting people when you yeah. walk in anyway so i don't know that was just a nitpick yeah, I, I, I like the sentiment though yeah because it's like oh well i didn't see them or they came in late they look new yeah let's welcome them yeah yeah which we did have a lot of people welcome us and As some people recognized us once they knew who we were mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as soon as they saw us talking to our on our on's like yeah I, and a I lot felt that's like the, the third wheel because uh, i was like yeah i'm just tagging along <laughs> and, and a lot of people were when we explained what we were doing they were interested in it yeah which that's cool yeah some churches they weren't so interested in and in <laughs> yeah. others they were overly interested in but this was like a good middle ground uh-huh or they're not like too intrusive yeah. about it. Uh, so then they. And had, I have to say, for like getting the offering for like tithe really quick. Mm -hmm. Well, they also didn't just hand it off people to pass around. It was, they walked through the aisles and one on for each row of pews. So there's the two rows on the side and then there's the two rows off center in yeah, the middle. It kind of the north, not the narthex, the uh, transept. Transept. If that's if they go by that, I'm not sure if they do or not. But yeah, not, not nice and quick. Yeah. Um, These are as 
back when we were kids. So it took it took a minute. Yeah, and in some of the other churches, it took a minute. Uh, then they had the children's message. Yeah, where it was kind of. It's very similar to like the church I grew up in, which was a Baptist church. They had a little, had all the kids go up front, and then somebody gave them a short little five minute message. And it kind of tied into. It did. It was kind of priming for the sermon, for everyone mm-hmm. else. Which I, I think it's a good way to break it down for kids to really understand, in simple terms. Yeah. And then it also, it's, it's hard to break down something as complex and layered as Christianity to a child. Yeah. And so it's a good introductory. And this one was on a uh, Cain and Abel and they're giving their best versus giving just giving sacrifice something. Yeah. yeah. And uh it's a good it's a good lesson just overall. Yeah. And it tied into it tied in especially to the scripture reading which is um Kendall read Malachi 1 verses 6 to 9. It kind of has to do with basically God condemning people for not giving their best sacrifice. They would give their best sacrifice to what was the government at the time, but not to God. They would sacrifice like uh, the blind and the lame animals. They they were just kind of yeah. They would just give kind of like the you know, shoes. Yeah, the they wouldn't be giving their best to God. They, they would be giving their best to others. It. And so. Basically, the the theme of the message, which is titled "The Only the Best Worship and the Best Culture," kind of tied in with basically giving your best and and doing the best you can with worship. And then culture, I thought he was going to talk about the culture wars, and I was kind of hoping he would, to be honest. But uh, he was talking more or less the difference between world cultures and Christianity culture is kind of a, a different thing yeah. and it, it's a subset of within our culture using its own language and stuff and basically we should preserve that and try and help other people understand it yeah, instead c- of trying to be influenced by the outsiding secular culture. Yeah, and he also and so, and tied so in culture vultures. Right. Yeah, and he also tied it into real a real life experience. Mm-hmm. Where going to a coffee shop, what what the fuck is a grande? Yeah. What is a triple mocha frappuccino with soy, soy milk? I don't know any of the words you just said because I don't drink coffee. I, I drink when I drink <laughs> coffee, I drink black coffee myself. <laughs> I do it too, Kendall. It's not just you. Okay. But we 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 only know some of the lingo because our sister, our grandma. Yeah. Yeah, and our grandma, a venti latte, please. Also, he also tied in a. Uh, with the message of giving your best and why they would give the best to others versus God, he tied that into him being a new preacher his first week. Yeah. And I like how he, I like how he fused like kind of trying to explain the cultural context with the modern context and something people can relate to and doing it with humor. I think he was, he was a really good preacher. Yeah. And as he said, my first week, I was just worried about you guys approving of me and accepting me in. Yeah, because he just started there a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, and I also like how he tied in what his wife said, which God already approved you. Yeah. And I think that really harpens on the point, even back to the children's message, which I think is good to kind of tie all those together. Yeah. So everyone 
learned something. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, was there anything else we had to say about the sermon? No. N- no, and he was respectful of time, too. I'll give him that. Yeah, so about that, I I liked that he was like, all right, well, we're going to, you know, I'm not going to waste your time. We're going to get this done. A, a quick little meet and greet. Yeah, I, I, on one hand, I appreciate that. On the other hand, it was just a personal opinion. It was a little annoying how many times he brought it up saying like, okay, we're going to be quick. This, we've got five more minutes. Okay, like three, two, like it was a little, little he didn't do literally that, but he brought yeah. it up a couple times. And to me, I'm like, okay, well, you're coming to worship God. You are sacrificing your time. Are you really giving your best if you're trying to rush out the door? Um, yeah. So, I mean, but also he oh. was like, God is a God of order. Okay. Yeah. I get that. So it's kind of two sides of and the same coin. Could also be no could also be nerves. Yeah. Because he is a very animated character and yeah. There there's with any new church or occupation you take in the world, you're gonna have growing pains. Yeah. yeah. And so I would I would like the and this is just me personally. I'd like to go back in six months or so if see how it has evolved and see how he has evolved, the church has evolved and all that. Yeah. Because this is the first time where we have a still wet behind the ears person at this at a church. Because mm-hmm. we've had people who are a little bit new, and then we've had people who have been there for a while. Yeah. And it's it's kind of different in how you perceive and how in the energy put off yeah because it could be just nerves mm-hmm. versus let's say with uh some of the others you could see where they were poignant because they had the experience of that church yeah i like i like when there's like a structure and purpose and formulaic design to the service uh, but I don't like the regimented, okay, at 10.15 we're doing this, 10.30 we're doing this. Yeah. Like, that kind of gets on my nerves. I think it should be a little bit fluid. And, you know, you when you go to church, you shouldn't always expect to get out 12 o'clock at the dot. Maybe it's 12.15, maybe mm-hmm. it's 11.45. It just kind of depends on how things yeah. go. But just I think people need to have a little bit more of a flexible mindset when they go yeah. to church yeah. instead of just being like, okay, I need to be out by now. Yeah, which that's not necessarily a pastor problem but a church well, yeah, culture that, problem right is right, right. you know being new and i'm not criticizing yeah. him um it, i it's just it's just a broader thing within mm. this kind of subsect of christianity is yeah it's, they expect to be out like you know you're baptist and methodist or like all right 12 o'clock i'm done yeah. like i got lunch at like 12 15 but heck half the time i went to a baptist church we were in there till one two o'clock <laughs> yeah <laughs> because the preacher wouldn't shut the hell up yeah Mm-hmm. Some of them, but the, that's the other problem is some of them will just go on and on and on. And I'm like, okay, be yeah. at least, just come on, just a little bit, like, be succinct. You don't need to have a three hour long sermon. Your your sermon should be long enough to convey your point, but also short enough to keep it to the point. I've really liked um, a lot of like the, the 15, 20 minute sermons that we've gone to because they can pack a lot in that 15, 20 minutes. Whereas. The if you're sitting ones. through like a 45 minute sermon, it feels like you're sitting through a TED talk 
and you forget half, you forget most of it, and you yeah. just blank it out. Yeah, yeah. you're mean, not gonna remember. We're like all the of it. That's 15, like, 20 minute ones. It gives you enough to kind of digest, right? Within a re- reasonable time frame, but it's like, as you said, watching TED Talk, you're, tr- your mind's just trying to chew through all that information. Yeah, and it's jaws just hurting. Yeah, I yeah. mean that's like the the earliest one that I really remember is. And I don't remember how many weeks ago this is. It's trans because it was short to the point and it conveyed the message in a way that stuck. Yeah. Without being, yeah, man, I'm just going to sit up here. I'm going to talk for 45 minutes, maybe an hour. (laughs) Yeah. And so I I think you got to find that sweet spot depending on the message. Yeah. Yeah. It depends on the message and who's delivering it. Yeah. And if they're, if the, church community is like really stranded for the time it's like work with that at first but then slowly wear that down yeah because it's all about the church culture as well right yeah that's yeah i'm not trying to criticize kendall for that specifically because i do realize like that's that is a cultural yeah and that's i i want to say his uh previous sermons touched on church culture and stuff like that yeah, he mentioned he kind of did one on worship and then he did one on culture and then he kind of combined them. Yeah, so it's talked about the best. It's obvious both. that it matters to him. Yeah. And I think if you are going to worship something and theologically believe in it and in your hearts of hearts believe in it, you should care about all aspects of it. Right. And so that's one thing that but that I appreciate with any denomination or mm-hmm. any religion yeah. and for that matter if you're going to believe it it should be a part of you because it is something greater than you if that yep. makes sense right yeah and especially if you're going to be a preacher like uh-huh. you should be well versed and care about the culture put forth and everything and the pervades to the world and the separation from the world yeah so after the sermon had one last hymn and then he gave the benediction and we were dismissed and then we uh talked to a couple other people on the way out um yeah. there's a couple people that you guys knew or they knew you but oh, they yeah. knew us from when we were wee little boys yeah wee little lads and i was just i was there <laughs> yeah <laughs> but, and, they but were, i mean they made me feel welcome and, too and but as soon as it's like i was like this oh is, yeah it's so-and-so's grandson and uh-huh we all know how that goes yeah yeah but was not as long as some of the interactions we've had at other churches yeah they they were succinct they were like to the point they'll talk to you for a little bit and then you know they're not gonna harass Mm -hmm. you for 30 minutes to an hour an hour and 30 four hours later leaving anyway uh (laughs) no 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 place in particular no comment not Unless not going to ruffle some feathers. Yeah, anyway, whatever. We'll talk about that later because that just reminded me of something. Um, okay. Um, so, I guess two questions before we wrap up here. Um, number one, being that this uh, is being that this is kind of the church that you guys grew up in, and being that we being that it has been a while since you've been there, how? are your thoughts on how it compares now to then? And also how does it compare to the other churches that we've been to? From what I remember as a kid, 
I this is a lot lot better a lot more concise a lot more to the point and they're kind of a breath of fresh air yeah Kendall seems to be pretty lively compared yeah. and to it's, what you guys were telling me about before and it seems like a lot of people and a lot, a lot of, of the other people in the congregation were like yeah this guy's way better yeah we got food afterwards and someone came oh, yeah. up to us yeah yeah and he was he said we went to like Kendall, a, we Kendall's, went to a different place to eat yeah. and yeah and he said quite, quite, quite he's quite a breath a little, of fresh air because we'll the, the old yeah. guy was a slog <laughs> His precise words. Yeah. And slander. I, I think they're they're and I know I have harped on uh emotions and energy in services, but I think there's a good middle ground you can find. Yeah. Because you should feel a type of way about your religion, but you shouldn't use that to manipulate. Right. And he utilized it in a good way. And he, he utilized it to bring it back to the real world. Yeah. To the world you, we inhabit. You mentioned um, in the car, he was kind of like, if you were to compare him to other pastors we've met, he's kind of like the energy of Pastor Mark from the Baptist Church and the, I guess, kind of knowledge of Pastor Trent. Yeah. Kind of like a fusion of those two. Still, still, he, how do I, how do I say the... Pastor Mark is like a a car with a battery that's overcharged, like an electric car with an overcharged battery, uh-huh. just rapid fire in your face. Yeah. Kendall's like full charge. Yeah. It, Pastor Mark could be a little much. Yeah. Where Kendall, you can tell he's just passionate. Yeah. About what he does. And, and definitely jacked up on coffee at all times. <laughs> <laughs> Drinks of black, everybody. If you go, drinks black coffee. Dude, he's going to die like 20 years young because his heart's going to explode. Uh, oh, no. It might just keep going. <laughs> yeah. Just, just keep drinking coffee. Yeah. I mean, coffee's bad for you, but it's not too bad for you. It'll yeah. be like Fry off of uh, Futurama. After he hits that 100 cup, just enlightenment. <laughs> Time freezes. Yeah. What about you, David? Yeah. Um. I mean, Michael, uh, again, Michael said a lot and to me it's kind of like that in between because there's like the super contemporary mm-hmm. like the mega church and the Pentecostal, Pentecostal yeah. where it gets more contemporary and then there's a Anglican Lutheran and Presbyterian, Presbyterian that, are more that are super formal this one's kind of in between Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see once those growing pains we're off which direction if it goes more one way or another or yeah. if it's like grabbing a little bit more from both of them taking the best aspects yeah there, there's a few of these churches i more than likely will visit again just for the simple fact i'd like to see how they progress mm-hmm. and how if they withhold or if they change because i feel like a couple of them are going to change yeah where this one I know this one's more than likely going to have some changes because new preacher, new uh, viewpoint, new energy. Yeah. And I'm I'm very interested to see how Pastor Kendall progresses in his pastoralship. Yeah. And how the church progresses too. Because, again, this is a very significant place in the area and in our personal lives 
And so even though I'm agnostic, everybody, ooh, it's still a place that holds meaning and holds uh, something greater. Mm-hmm. It's a big ball of sentimental nostalgia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and, but sorry, overall, I think he's, so far, he's doing a good job. And it, everyone seems to appreciate what he's bringing on the table. Yeah. Which says... It's a good thing. Says a lot. Yeah. Because... And now, granted, that's not everything that matters. Because we've had... We've been to some churches where the congregation might not necessarily like the preacher. Mm -hmm. But I sit there and I respect what the preacher's doing because it's holding towards the traditions of that nomination. And so I... It's one of those catch-22s yeah. where it's not everything, but if you can do something concisely and withhold what you believe in while still having people appreciate what you do, it says a lot. Yeah. Especially in small-town America. Yeah. All right, so the other thing is, um, considering the interview from yesterday, how did that kind of inform the service today what do you think i think you you mentioned that he he kind of used some of the same phrasings that we used in the interview like in his sermon yeah I, i'm but not like it's not okay it's okay to not know yeah and that was something that we all kind of agree on it's okay not to know i think his philosophy of of un, wanting to understand theology but it's okay to not know certain things i think his philosophy about that extended into the service itself. Yeah. Cause he, he wants to communicate to people that like you need to understand what you believe and why. Yeah. But if you don't know, it's okay to ask. Right. And I like that he's encouraging of questions and he's not afraid to, sh- he doesn't shy away from the big questions. Cause a lot of pastors are kind of just by the books, like just do the thing and then get out. Yeah. And he also accepts that in a modern world that, a lot of what you do in a church is seemed as fucking crazy. Yeah. And it's through the knowledge you gain in church that that becomes not crazy. It's through, and this is for it's understanding world. why you do the things yeah. you do. Because it's all supernatural. Yeah. There's real world implications, but in the end of the day, it's something you can't necessarily explain. And it's embracing that. And again, embracing the culture. Mm-hmm. which again ties back into the sermon and it's and when he talked about uh that's a certain thing being scary a scary phrase or something like that i can't remember the exact wording but there's some uncomfortable things in the bible yeah there's a lot of uncomfortable things in any religion yeah and well that's he, okay yeah. Well, it's going to be uncomfortable. There's things in life that I think are uncomfortable. He said that about uh, the about sacrifice. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He was talking yeah. about yeah because he's like animal sacrifice, and it's not the same as the way not, we use sacrifice yeah, today. As like sacrificing he said, your time. We're not familiar with that. At least I hope y'all aren't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and again, he he did a good job of tying things with their historical context but 
and tying them into things we can understand what our context. Yeah. I think he's a good blend of like information and relatability, relatability and just overall like entertainment to kind of keep your attention. But while still he's, he's still educating message. you while yeah. he's it's edutainment. So, I mean, if he seems like the type of dude that if you were in high school and he was teaching a class, you'd be you'd be entertained. And yeah, you, you would actually learn something. Where we've had some teachers where they're an absolute slog, but they know exactly what they know. Yeah, and then we've had some that were the most entertaining teachers, but they were dumbasses. Yep. Yep. So I think he he's I could name a few names, but I won't do that. He's getting that middle ground. Yeah. And that can be a good tool. And so hopefully he keeps pushing forward in his pastorship, his seeking of knowledge, his existential journey, as he says, and wish him all the luck and all the best. Yeah. You got any thoughts, David? Oh, you weren't even there for the interview, so I can't even ask you the question. Slacker. Yeah. Actually, it, it's not your fault because you're AC. We need AC, guys. Yeah. Get hot here. Yeah. I mean, right now it's feeling nice, but give it a few hours of mic. David is is slacked on like half the interviews. Yeah. Mostly unintentionally. Yeah, I guess. Well, the one Maroney shot. Uh, I forget. One, one was AC. One was travel. Yeah. Yeah. One well, was wasn't necessarily travel, but. And one was, I, I got was just flock. slacking. Yeah. Yeah. I got a flock of animals I got to take care of. Yeah. But All right. Well, uh, overall, I think it, it was obviously very different. Yeah, it's definitely, and and for reference, I did kind of, I would have rather gone to this one early, earlier than, you know, um, going like after we've gone to like a Catholic church and all. Um because the idea was that we would slowly get into the more historic and traditional services, but because this guy's a new pastor, um, scheduling conflicts came up, and just it was just easier to have it when we to go when we went, and so the order of the churches that we went to hasn't been the most ideal, but it's hopefully segued decently yeah. between them. And, um, it's, it also kind of, the reason I put this one at the end is cause it, it kind of brings it full circle for us. Yeah. So it's, it's good to kind of get that variety and then go back to, I guess something that, you know, you guys are very familiar with. I'm familiar with a lot of it. So, yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of a, it's a refreshing experience compared to some of the churches we've been to. Mm-hmm. And, but going to those other churches made me appreciate this one a little more while also made me understand a little more about like the apostles creed and things like that made me understand why they're done. Yeah. And so I I think even though this one, we would have liked to put it earlier, it in context, it helps like say me and David and maybe you understand why some of these things are done yeah and the representation they they have and all that so i think it's a it's a good good one to round everything out with yeah but uh, 
it's overall good experience and pew review pew review they're uh, pretty old pews they're yeah. they're not they're not the most comfortable but they're also not the least comfortable not the least comfortable my back doesn't hurt they're nostalgic right. for me yeah I wasn't hurting for a that squirt night, when I was done. The nice dark wood. Yeah. It also wasn't a, an auditorium chair, so. Right. It was a, so it's like a pew with a little bit of a cushion, but I forget which one of you guys said it. They were like, yeah, those cushions are probably original from like or, 200 years ago or whatever. Or well-aged. Yeah. It, they're, they've they're they've well, been sat in before. They're well-seasoned. Well, yeah. They're vintage. Also. Yeah. Hipsters love them. <laughs> Pastor Kendall brought this up. Got a website. Yeah, they got a website. I'll uh, put it in the description. And if you happen to be interested in any of the sermons, I think he's going to put those. He's going to have he's those got a up po- there He's too. got a link to his podcast on their website, which yep. is their sermons, his sermons. Yep. And so if you want to go on there, maybe uh, I don't know if they recorded this one. I, th- I mean, they. I mean, he has it wired, so he might might have, but. Yeah, uh, you can listen to this one. It's um, it's, it's called uh, "Only the Best Worship and Best Culture." So if you want to re-listen to the sermon we listen to and see join in on the conversation, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't see why they weren't recording it. Yeah, yeah. And see, my favorite thing was I know this is crazy to say in 2021, uh huh, but we got a website. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That just goes to show they they where how far they've come, I guess. So, um, yeah, is there any, let's, uh, any final thoughts before we wrap it up? Uh, not really. I enjoyed the service, enjoyed seeing family members that I don't see often. Yeah. And kind of refreshing to step back in there from last time I was in there as a little edgy deist slash atheist (laughs) teenager to who I am today. And it's kind of refreshing and it definitely Kendall you're definitely a breath of fresh air in mm-hmm. that church yeah and so again wish you and your wife the best wish the church the best wish all everybody there the best yeah and same goes out to all the other preachers that welcomed us into their place of worship with open arms and open hearts greatly appreciate that each one of you guys have helped make this possible mm-hmm. and just overall it's been a great experience between every church yeah, and all the conversations had everything. Yeah. So what uh, about you guys? little meta commentary right there. Yeah. Uh, well, you got it. You got any final thoughts, David? David's just going to say, yeah, what Michael said. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much how this episode has been. Yeah. You can just hear me waxing on poetically forever. Can't you? You, you don't need it. David. Michael yeah, will just yeah. talk for him. Uh, well, I, I, I was thinking about okay, what what they think, and then Michael would say it in the car. I was like, "Dang it, dang it, I can't say that now." Yeah, it'd be well, people come to listen to Michael. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess. Um, but yeah, it it was it was quite nice to be back there for a nice nice little occasion. Yeah, for me it was. I mean, it was a good service, but it was very much for me. I felt like in the back seat of this one. I in in a good way. I was like, this is we're going. To this church, one, because we want to go to a Methodist church, and two, because for nostalgic sake, for you guys to kind of yeah. tap back into your roots and, and see, um, I guess, kind of relate that to um, 
to kind of relate to how it was and how you are now and kind of I just kind of bridge the gap, I guess, kind of, I don't know how to put it, but, um, yeah, it was good. It was, I, I enjoyed it. And, um, see if I think a way to put it was see the flowers that the seed has grown. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Sort of poetic way to put it. Beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. Um, <laughs> if you guys want to have any comments or questions, we, if you're on YouTube, there's a comment section, so you could do that, or yeah. you could email us again at facebook at gmail.com. Really good comments on some. Yes, we the I, I won't I won't I won't um shout them out because, I mean I, I I just appreciate any comments in general. Yeah, social media at facing the gates, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, you know we've gotten good comments on social media, um, YouTube, email. And um, we appreciate you guys interacting with us because it's a lot more it's a lot more enjoyable when we have people involved with the conversations we're having, because that's that's one of the things we're going to continue to harp on is this is not just about us. Yeah, because we could do this ourselves and cut these mics off. We could do this without even recording it. Yeah. I mean, we kind of we kind of did that before we saw. (laughs) Yeah. And it's just maybe it's got a little bit more structure now, but. You know anybody can have these conversations, and and that's that's the beauty partly, of it. That's partly why we're doing it is so that people will have these conversations, and hopefully these will spark conversations for you guys. Yeah, and it'll teach us not to kill each other. Yeah, and to teach each other to even throughout all our differences, political, religious, other, we can sit here and have a how conversation. To, how to relate to people and appreciate the other person, appreciate what they believe in. Yeah. Without jumping down their neck, because I've we've heard some points that we just that I disagree with, Bailey disagrees with, David disagrees with. I disagree. We've heard some points that David disagrees with everything that <laughs> we agree with, but say I might agree with Bailey doesn't. Bailey agrees with I don't. Uh huh. But I can appreciate that because we're having that dialogue. We're yeah. opening that book, and we're not just closing it on the finger. And so I think that's the main point for us for this podcast is create that dialogue and through all of our differences through all of our journeys we can come together and understand each other a little bit better and not be assholes about it amen and now that you understand just how awesome this podcast is you should really give us a five-star review especially on apple Podcasts, because that's the only one i know that lets you review it but there's probably other ones um can't review them on spotify but you can share it with somebody you can share it. Yeah, share it know, on the Spoofy or the Pandora or the or the YouTube's or, or uh, that one that the Google podcasts that like bull one bullhorn bullhorn. Yeah. I listen, didn't even know about it till you told me. Listen notes. Our our stats are like every month. It's like we're on a different platform. So yeah. I mean, you know, I'll take it. I don't we're care. Hitting the algorithm. Yeah, just just listen and listen to our garbage. And some, I, some of conversations are more garbage than others. But. I got one fun thing where if you're listening to this and you want us to know you listen to this, I want you to f- pick a random quote <laughs> and put either by Bailey, by Michael, or by David. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's proof of, Probably proof of insurance. Probably more than likely it'll be between me and Bailey because we can go on for hours. <laughs> yeah. David's like the silent partner who speaks up but every But sometimes I come up with a good quote. Yeah. I mean, Bailey knows that from 
just hanging out. Yeah. Every once in a while, I have a every now and then David has I, some gold, but and it, it doesn't even have takes to, a little while. It doesn't even have to be anything any of us said. I just think it'd be hilarious. Yeah, just put words in Michael's mouth. It'll be great. Just random quotes. I mean, he he kind of does that for himself sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, um, that's about it for this episode. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Next week, we are going to be talking about our thoughts on all the services. So, yeah. Should be spicy. It's been real. It's been fun. It's been real fun. And we'll see you guys next week. We'll see you guys next week. Love you guys. Love you. Goodbye.